Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sex Queens. I'm Jules. And I'm Maggie. Keeping you on top so you stay hot. Hey, welcome back to the Sex Queens podcast. Today we are talking about erogenous zones. This is a great opportunity to explore your body and some of the more unexpected areas that contribute to you feeling aroused. And pleasure. We're going to bring you the most common and some of the least unknown ones. And what I always think of when I think of this is the Friends episode where Monica is teaching Dick Chandler. I think so. I yeah, think it is I think Chandler. Teaching yeah. him is different arousal parts in a woman. Seven. And seven. She, yes, seven. She ends it on seven, 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 seven. She's like, one, two, three, four, four, five, six. I always remember that. Oh, yeah. But making it a combo and then finishing seven. seven I love that. Seven. Which I'm sure the seven was the biggest climax one. So we're going to talk to you all about where you feel sensations that make you go like, ooh, did someone just touch me there? Should I touch myself there? Mm, I don't know. The answer is yes. The you should touch yourself are endless. there. Um, someone else should touch you or you should touch yourself <laughs> in these areas. We're going to run them down. Yeah. Um, but and first. Also, cheers. Oh, cheers. Together. Yeah. So this is the first episode we've released in a long time. Where we're actually together. We're actually together. So we could touch each other's erogenous zones right now. We could. We might. If you hear some, just to if you hear some like <laughs> bustling background noise. Bustling. No, but we yeah we haven't been together because of COVID, and we have been safe right now. We got tested, and we're together right now because it's close to the holiday season. Yes, we are socially like, distant. It's time to be together. We are socially distant. We made sure to get our tests in time. Quarantine. Um, and now we're together and getting to record because we're like we need to go back to this being. Somewhat, yeah, somewhat sense of normalcy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so erogenous zones would be a great opportunity to, like Agnes said, either explore your partner's erogenous areas or your own. Um, honestly, I'm a big fan of exploring your own because then once you know, because not everybody has the same erogenous zones in the same degree. So once you know your own, you can. Tell someone, hey, I love it when this part of me is touched. Yes, like not the same ones are going to arouse you. And for some people, some are going to be actually like a turn off or being like a don't touch me there. And other ones are going to, yeah, because some people, like, you know, it's like some people really like one thing. Well, because it's like you you can't communicate your boundaries without knowing where you like to be. Right. And so the, the safest way to test your boundaries in that way is with yourself. Um, but to define an erogenous zone, it is defined as an area or part of the body sensitive to stimulation that is a source of erotic or sexual feeling or pleasure. So there are some, like Aggie said, there's some main erogenous zones, and then there's some like secondary, not really considered erogenous, but actually are. Candy. And can for some be. people it can be extra, for others not, but it's basically like some that you wouldn't really think of, and some that are just like, well, duh, that's where you, right. like right away you think of like what, your penis and vagina for being like, yeah. That's where it's at. But not for everyone. Yeah. So what are the primary erogenous zones? What are the primary? Usually people are like, oh, yeah, below the belt region is where the sexual pleasure happens. True. Yeah. They think, you know. Yes. 
And then there's the other places parts. that have high concentration. It's usually all about nerve endings. So like erogenous show- zones are all about, it's the concentration of areas that have high nerve endings. And then that's why they are sensitive to touch and vibration. And that's why they're erogenous zones because they peak your arousal level by them having so much just ability to even be stimulated because not every area can be as stimulated as others. Um, I read this interesting theory about why there are erogenous zones, why a certain part of your body, like just further than the nerve endings, why our brain associates that part of your body with arousal. Because even though you're not touching me there right now, if someone said like kiss on your neck, I immediately think arousal because that arouses me. So Um, from like a neuroscience perspective, there was this group of scientists that did these studies that tried to show, well, their theory basically is that um, there are erogenous zones in your brain lays in one of these several like body maps. They call them like quote unquote maps. Like a pleasure zone map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that touching one part can actually cause a leakage of sensation to a nearby section. So that's why like, some people say, oh, if you touch my feet, I get I'm really aroused it because here. it's a leakage in the pathways of your brain to another part of your brain that associates those together, which I thought was really interesting. Um, they didn't prove their specific area of the brain was associated with that. But that being said, their conclusive theory was that they just didn't test the right part of the brain. So, Oh, like if they retested, maybe they would find the part of the brain that does this to us. Right, because they tested an area called S1, um, and they said that it wasn't found responsible for the erogenous associations and leakage, mm-hmm. but like they said, the leakage theory holds tr- hold not holds true, but holds a lot of weight, and so they just have to keep doing studies on it, because I think this was done pretty recently. But interestingly enough is that the many erogenous zones um, are controlled for age, race, culture, gender, and sexual preference. And there's also very little difference between men and women. So this is something where it just is a human thing. It's not, oh, this could be cultural, or this could be men versus women, or this could be you're born with a penis or a vagina. This is like pretty standard across most people for many of them. Obviously not for all of them. They vary, like we've said, but it is like if you meet someone from a completely different part of the world, it's not going to be uncommon that oh, kissing the back of your neck is um, an erogenous it is sexual zone. Sexual or arousing because right. it's just part of again where there's more nerve endings or there's more right. And you, you think of like something it. like Karma Sutra that yes, you know, obviously was not made in America but is used in America a lot mm-hmm. and used in American culture a lot for sex. That's kind of like points to the universality of these erogenous mm-hmm. zones. And then I like that idea, because they do touch on that a bunch, is that it's like, it is like a roadmap, that it's like, uh, these pleasure zones are a roadmap for yourself and to your partner, because it's like knowing where they exist for either person would tell you where you're going to get aroused the most. And everybody's going to be different when it comes to getting like turned on and aroused. Um, but there's obviously specific ones where it's like you're more common or more famous for knowing to be getting turned on there. Um so let's get into it and learn where they all are. Let's do it. Get oh, wait, I have it. one other fun fact about... Before we get into it. I know. Before we... The suspense. Wait until we get to the climax. Ooh. The intimacy of being so close to you, Aggie. It's climactic. It's climactic. <laughs> um, the word erogenous comes from the Greek word eros which means love, and the English word genus means producing. So literally, producing love. 
Not really. It's like more producing sexual arousal. It's more like producing horniness. But I don't think but, that you know, like ancient they, Greek like language had arousal. Into it. <laughs> yeah. But it's basically just producing your yeah. self to wanting to get aroused. In so that's where the word comes from. But it's but. love producing. Because it is, that's still connected to, if we want to be all nice about it, it's still connecting to love. Because when you're aroused by somebody and you want to touch them, you sometimes get a little bit more of yeah, you get nice that feelings for them. You get that oxytocin firing. You and get that binding like, maybe hormone. Maybe I care about them, maybe right. not. But you get like a in the chance, moment. You get a chance of it. But at that moment, you're like, I guess I. Yeah. I guess I can deal with you right now. So Aggie, what are the primary erogenous zones? Some of the primary ones. One would be the clitoris, um, because it is a ticket to climax maximus. <laughs> oh my god. I don't make this up. This is data. Kind of wish you made that Science up. Science and data. That's what it's called. It's the climax maximus because the clitoris is very, very sensitive. That is on a female. It has thousands of nerve endings. Lots of nerve endings. It's where orgasms are very likely to happen and they're very important for the orgasm to occur. Um, that's why you got to find it always. It's there. Every so, woman has oh, one. Oh, by the way, where it's located, it's on top of a female's vagina. Yes. In case you had trouble finding it, it's right just right on top there. Just this little thing that comes out. Yes. <laughs> Stimulate it, touch it, play with it, because it's very, very responsive. And if you forget about it, you are doing a bad job. <laughs> Don't forget about the clip. That's just a personal announcement. If you forget about it, I'm not. I'm not even gonna say that. It's like I'm being trying to be all inclusive. No, if you've forgotten about it, you're doing a bad job. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna label it. You're doing bad. Find the clip. You need to know where it is, and you need to know how to put the right amount of pressure on it. And for everybody, the pressure is different. The clit is the ticket. <laughs> it hey. is. It's the ticket to just climb right. maximus if you remember about it. Um, yeah, so it's just right there on the tip. And when you can stimulate it externally, um, rubbing it or whatever it is, however you rubbing it, moving it side to side, mm. the point is that that's one of the biggest erogenous zones for females and one of the most known ones next for females after that one is inside the vagina um and the vagina the, did you just say the vagina, the vagina? <laughs> yeah reading it and that sounded right the vagina. vagina um the reason why i said it like that is because the next part of that is called the v spot and beyond so it made me think of that and it goes to the g spot so it's all the different places inside of the vagina that i'm sure people have heard of the g spot which you have to find. For females is in the vagina, yes. yeah. But it's like usually... For males is in the prostate. Yes, yes, males in the prostate, females in the vagina. And you usually have to search for it a little. Like you have to feel where it's at. Because it's not like... I don't know why you have to search for it. It's not like it's like a specific... Yeah. How do you explain this? It's not in a specific place. Like you have to find it to feel where it's at. Right. <laughs> No, I get Wow, that sounds so hippie. Just feel it. Just feel where it's at. Just feel it, man. So, anyways, it's uh that one is known as a famous mecca of sexual pleasure. Um, yet researchers sometimes say that it doesn't exist. What? Yeah. Still? Or le- yeah, they still say that, or at least not the way that we've thought of it. But it's still a pre- pleasurable point. I don't know. I feel like that's always like a mixed review. Yeah, because I've had sex, and within the first five minutes, like, I find it, or my partner finds it, and it's like, bam. And you know it's there. I'm going, yeah. And usually it is located, like, in the anterior wall, like, the front wall of the vagina. Um, they usually think that it's, like, the center of the clitoral wishbone. That makes which sense. I guess would be, like, where your 
kind of like how your vagina like I like how they call it a wishbone yeah Yeah. because it's like think about how that kind of goes together right um but it basically heightens pleasure um so I personally also think that it does exist I don't know what science is talking about um also interestingly enough the heightened state of arousal that occurs in your um genitals like during arousal for males and females is called vasocongestion Mm -hmm. the reason being that it's just a blood rush essentially to your areas yeah and then like so it makes those nerve endings even more sensitive even more stimulated and that's why you're getting so excited Mm -hmm. and aroused now moving on so those are the top obviously two for females like the highest on the list moving on to the males the first one is the penis and the shaft Mm. um so they were saying you know the penis makes the list of magic (laughs) for its (laughs) wand of awakening desire what a good wording is that i love it you're the wand of my awakening desire um, that sounds like a romance novel from the right? 80s. I know. Um, but anyways, but there's obviously a lot of sensations in there because also a lot of nerve endings, especially at the tip, going down. Just the tip. But you can only <laughs> use the tip. <laughs> you can. No, I'm just saying, you know how they're like, you can right. only use the right. tip. You can just put just the, the tip, tip and then forget the rest. But don't forget the rest. Cause it's don't all forget the rest. There's so needed. much down there. But like the tip is usually the most sensitive, but then there's a lot of nerve endings that are going around right. the whole thing. Um, and then going along with that, the scrotum and the sack. The sack. Not the prettiest to look at. I'm just going to say. Not the prettiest word either. Sorry, I feel like no. it's like. <laughs> it's, like it's, just, <laughs> it's such a ugh, word, the scrotum sack. I mean, yeah. Let me look at your scrotum sack. Let me look at your sack. I want to see that sack. But it's so sensitive, as any man would tell you. It has a lot of nerve endings touching it, and it has to be very delicate with it. That's where you, you kick someone. It, and then they just cry. Yeah, that's the area where you <laughs> um, kick someone and they cry. It's You have to be very gentle with it, engaging with it a little bit. It's a little delicate bit flower. Because it is. And yes, if you cook it, it will be very sad. And it, that's why it's such a high erogenous zone, though, because any light touch will just be like, right, lights it up. <laughs> lights that bitch up. Just like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Happy um, holidays. Right? It's Happy holidays. Touch your sack. Up. <laughs> touch your sack. Um, so that's for males and females, like broken up. And then I have some for the most common erogenous zones that are on everybody. Okay. Get it? Everybody? Everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Who remembers that? Where's that from? You're old. I know. Where yeah. is it from? I don't know. In sync. Oh. Oh, <sighs> that's what you were singing. Everybody. Everybody, yeah. Oh. Now I know what you're singing. I'm getting just a bunch of head shakes in this room right now. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> I have a room full of head shakes right now. Rock your But not body in the positive right. way, in the negative way. That's from Backstreets. Sorry, not in sync. I'm sorry, Justin. That's Backstreet's back. You've been excommunicated from the show. I know. <laughs> For my pop you culture. You can't come references. back. That's you can't probably come why back. I got headshakes. Okay. Forget that. Backstreet's back. But you know what? It, that does talk about the body, so it's still relevant because they were all about rocking your body. So this is rocking your body. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while for you to come back from it. I know. It's, okay. it's, not, it's not okay. It's fine. Anyways. It's okay to not be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. These are the erogenous zones that are on everybody. Number one, the perineum, which is the taint. <laughs> and it says don't to not be forgotten. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the area that's between the anus and your sexy bits. <laughs> the 
which means it's that little strip that's right in between your anus and wherever your genitals are. <laughs> um, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> wherever. <laughs> wherever they might lie. Sure. So it's however long that strip is. Um, but it's not your bum or your genitals. It's right in between. So that's why it's the taint. <laughs> okay. Um, and it says it should not be forgotten because it's a serious source of pleasure for both males and females. Um, but basically that um, it lies in the perennial nerve and that nerve transmits signals of arousal from your genitals up to your spinal cord, up to your brain. That's mm. why it's so powerful in that little strip. Like if you it's get a straight it, shot to your brain. Because it goes all the way through. Yes, it goes from your genitals. It goes all the way up to your spinal cord, straight to your brain noggin. Mm. Um, yep. So if you ain't had the pleasure of a little taint play, <laughs> we'll leave you to it. Taint play. This to remember your taint. Don't play games. Play taint. <laughs> I really like this article. It's like this great list. Um, but I like how their wording goes. The next one after that. Oh, and I also liked it was actually reviewed by like a sex therapist and a psychologist. So oh, this good. information should be pretty accurate. The next one after that for everybody is the anus. And they call it certainly not a bummer. <laughs> um, so the rear end can obviously lead to sexual excitement. Um, and the, when there was um, a survey that was done back in 2016 where 700 participants were in there, they asked them to indicate on a, a diagram the body parts that they perceived as their erogenous zones. And let's just say the butt lit up. The butt lit Which up. Is pretty funny, too. Light up that butt. Um, and then they're also saying, remember, that it doesn't have to mean that it's, like, full penetration. There can be butt play with just the rim or just caressing um, upper thighs. Or Spanking. Or just, like, right on the cheeks, yeah. like, right in that area. Like, that's all part of that zone. The so cheek, like, yeah. Yes, that whole zone. Yes, the cheeks. Don't forget your cheeks. <laughs> Don't forget your peaches, everybody. <laughs> they're nice. Don't forget your peaches. peaches. Yeah, little emoji. Peaches. Yeah. Lift those peaches. Um, so don't forget about them. Spank them, lift them, rub them, caress them. Caress the pictures. They're peaches. great. Mm-hmm. They're great. Butt massages <gasps> are the best. Are the best. Because it's like really that area where nobody else really gets into. And then when your muscles get released right there. The key to my heart nice is a really nice tension, butt massage. Yeah, for sure. Tension release. It's very nice. It is nice. So don't forget about that because it's definitely an erogenous zone. And then the other one that's for everybody is the breast and the n- nipples. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because it's both for males and females for the nipples, nipple play. Um, and it's definitely an area where you stimulate it. I mean, you can get an orgasm from that. You can get arousal from that. You getting, I feel like that's one of those areas where, like, if you get touched in that area, it does send signals to other parts. Right. Because that stimulation activates um, genital sensory. And in the brain, it revs up the clitoris, vagina, and cervix. And for um, penises, it also sends signals to it. If you're getting that part, like their brain cortex sends signals. So it's like when you're getting your nipples played over arouse, it sends it to the other areas. That's why it is like such a whammy. So they all get heightened at once if you touch the mm-hmm. nipples. Like when you're stimulating the nipples, it gets it activates that sensory in the cortex, like in the brain. So you know what? That makes sense because that's why it's like when you get that area messed with. Or that touched. makes sense because like if I'm having sex with someone and after a while, if they start playing with my nipples, then I get, like... Extra aroused. Extra aroused. Yes, like, you usually get either wetter or 
I know for me, a lot of times it helps with getting off. Like, I know if, like, right, people right, right, are right. included in there, you're going to get off better or sooner or more intensely. More efficiently. <laughs> efficiently or intensely. Yeah. One or the other. It either, like, arouses it higher or it just helps with, like, a different type of orgasm. That's definitely true. And then definitely it helps with, like, wetness and, like, getting excited. And I think, again, for also, me... Also, it's really good for foreplay. Yeah. For anybody that's um, had trouble with... I mean... I would say most people can't just go straight to genital sex. Like, a lot of people can't do that. And that's Unless not... Unless they already allows them thinking about it before. Well, yeah. And they're but... like, that's just not... That's abnormal, <laughs> yeah. really. If you can go straight from, hey, we're sitting here hanging out to genital so sex, I'm that's ready. incredibly abnormal. And that's good for you. But don't feel shame if you can't do that because that's definitely, like, the norm. And that's one scientific reason. Like, you know, yeah, way you to prove to that foreplay is important because, yeah, obviously... Like, nipple play doesn't count as genital, quote-unquote, sex, but it's a really good way to use, like, for foreplay to, you know, get all those areas lit up. So then, you know, it's uh, easier to slide into those DMs. It is. And it's easier to just get excited and be ready for the next step. So it's like, I would say these main ones are all the ones that you're, like, kind of touching on. I don't know what list they are in Monica's list, but these are the main (laughs) ones where you're like, oh, I'm really lighting stuff up. And they're the ones who... These ones that I just named are the ones that are, like, the most common and the ones that are, like, oh, well, no, duh, those are all involved in sex. Like, your yeah. genitals, your... your Nipples, um, clitoris, but, Like, all those yeah. areas. Like, those are going to be the areas that you're going to touch when you're going to be like, well, yeah, I want to have sex with somebody. Right, like, right Those right, are, like, right. the no-thinkers. So next, I have a few that are, like, a little bit more thinkers, but still, like, no-thinkers. These are still not, like, you wouldn't think of it. These are still ones that are common. Right. But moving on from, like, the general areas, because obviously genitals are always associated with sex, because that's where you're getting it on. <laughs> it's where the sex is. It's where the sex is. Sex lives here. In case you didn't know. I'm going to get some underwear that just says, like, sex on the crotch part. Here. Sex happens here. Because <laughs> that's where it happens. It is. But there are a lot of uncommon areas. But first, for some of the most common of the uncommon. And then okay. we'll get into the surprises. Mm. So some of the more common of the common ones that are not in the genitals are the mouth and the lips because there's a lot of pleasure that's associated within your pucker zone (laughs) Um, there's a lot of nerve endings there yes and science says that we kiss because it floods the body with natural feel-good chemicals like dopamine oxytocin and serotonin and these chemicals are the ones that fuel desire from our partners, juicing our excitement. So that's why we like kissing so much. Because when you think about it, you're like, why am I kissing? Like, when you really think about kissing. Yeah, you're like, there's no, like, this real... Like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, nothing is happening. It's kind of a weird <laughs> yeah. thing that we do, isn't it? Think about it. Like, you're kissing, you're sharing saliva, and you're like, I'm really enjoying this. But, like, why are you enjoying it? That's you're true. You're just literally putting your lips against somebody else's lips, and nothing is really happening. That's true. That is kind of <laughs> weird. But you're like, I'm really enjoying this. Like, you right? can make, like, you know, like that phrase, like making out like teenagers. Like, you can make out for a good time, especially if you're really kissing well with somebody. Oh, yeah. But why would we like it? They call it a makeout sesh. Oh, do they? They do. <laughs> the children? The, chi- the kids. The, the kids, kids nowadays. The I think cool that they kids. probably call it something else now. They probably call it like. Back from a... the 90s, like my Backstreet Boys comment, I think that'd be where that lies. Like a TikTok <laughs> makeup. I don't know. I bet it's something else now. <laughs> We don't know what it is. A smoosh. Oh, boy. A face smoosh. smoosh. But we like it because it sends all these feel-good chemicals, and it's one of the ways 
because there's so much sensations there that it just sends it to your brain. Yeah. So you're really excited and about again, that makeout like, session. Another thing about like foreplay, like a lot of people do that before they actually have genital sex. Yes. Again, it's pretty rare. Yeah, to not like kiss or make out in yeah. some way or like connect in that way. I mean, again, you can because sometimes you're just like, I'm ready. I mean, you but can. You, like making out and you usually even make out during sex. Because right. It's still, it like, heightens it. still it. Yeah. heightens that idea of like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. Right, right, right. Um, it's just one of those things where it gets you connected and you're excited to do it. Even though, again, when you really think about it mentally, like, because I think about that because my brain thinks about things in multiple ways. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, why would it you want to do this? Well, somebody? even like petting. <laughs> Like heavy petting, like you know, why? where you're like rubbing yeah, someone's like arm. It's like, that? that's just such a weird thing to do. Shouldn't want to, no. but you do. Because we're weird. We are weird. But everybody's weird, so it's okay. Weird animals. Next. Not, okay. Not done yet. <laughs> oh my so God. sorry, it's not your turn she yet. She never stops. <laughs> never stop talking. Next is your neck. You know, yes. those chill sensations. I'm a big fan of this. I think, oh my God, the neck for me is like... Necking. Hook, line, and sinker. It's like the necking. <laughs> um, and it's it, the, sometimes the sensation is referred to as when the hairs on the back of your neck are standing up. Mm. And there's a reason for that. Because <laughs> it's a highly sensitive region. Um, and studies found it to be a pleasure-provoking part across genders. Although a bit more arousing in women. This area, like when you're kissing the neck, that's why I think maybe women, yourself, woman, Mm -hmm. um, might like it a lot because there's something. I wonder what it is about our physical makeup. Something about our makeup makeup. makes that area. Maybe less hair. Maybe react to it more, maybe. Maybe less hair grows there, so you're. More The touch is more like. Well, it's more exposed. The skin's more exposed to touch. Maybe your skin is softer and thinner there. This is just hypothesis. This part is not science. (laughs) But maybe we just have have more delicate skin. Maybe we just have more delicate skin there so we could feel it more. Mm. And maybe guys just maybe. can't as much. Also, there's different parts of the neck, too. So there's, like, the lower part yeah. of the back of the like, neck. Yeah. Then there's the upper part of the back of the neck, mm-hmm. more toward the scalp. And then, like, and the then like right the, behind the ear. I was going to say, that's the part where I, like, yeah. just, like, right around that's the earlobe. That's the spot. Area. That's the spot. Like, the back, also, not really, but that spot, yeah. There's also, like, different... The neck, is for me, is, like, very vast because there's also, like, kissing the neck... And then there's also, like, biting the neck. Like, two different, different completely different actions, but Ooh. different sensations, you know? It kind of like goes back to the nipples. Like, playing with the nipples lightly and sucking on them or giving them a small bite. True. Also very Give different Give them a little, little pinchy pinch. Yes. Or, like, a little bite. Like, a little, like, tease. Mm-hmm. Like, or a little or, just... And then, like, sometimes just a little light. <laughs> just, a little, just... Oh, wait. I like that sound effect. Just a little. Just a little smack. Just, like, sometimes a little smack on the clit. Just sometimes a little smack very, on the clit. Like, surprising, and you're like, "Ooh, that's great." Sometimes that's you gotta fun. smack that clit. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's like a nice little wake wake me up. <laughs> maybe like, you're, hello. Maybe you're getting tired. It's, it's like your clit's morning cup of coffee. Clack, clack, the smacked because <laughs> you're tired. Clack, clacked. Um, no, but like it's the same. Yeah, it's like both these places. That is interesting because you can. You could be a little lighter with it, or it could be rougher. But yeah. both send a different sensation. Yes. Like if you're getting teased, it's a different sensation than if you're just lightly. Because if it's like, like a kiss, it's like a yeah. soft like. And light nibble or like a, yeah like a soft like, a like intimate thing bite. but if it's like a bite you're like oh yeah. we're doing this like. or then like a nice little like tongue action mm, in a lot of those areas true tongue feels yeah very nice on all those zones everything. i mean a little light zones. tongue light tongue. tongue on all the zones <laughs> but it is it's very arousing true and again yes very different sensations based on 
the pace and I guess what mood and what level of arousal you are. Because I think it feels different depending on how aroused you are. Of which yeah, if you just one walked up to me and bit want. my neck, I'd be like, what the fuck are you <laughs> right. doing? Like you're not ready for that. But if you walked but up to me and like lightly kissed it, my neck. Yes. And like, that's oh. to like get into it. And yeah. then when you're into it more, then it's like a bite feels really nice. But yes, like if that was like the first move, you'd be like, what are you doing to any of these areas? But then when you're more into it, you're like, oh yeah, do it. Right. Like your body gets more and more aroused. It's kind of like we're on drugs, right? Because we get more and more, and then we're like, "I want more." It's like you're on. Well, I don't know about that. Like the <laughs> the not that type of drugs, like the head, the like love drugs. Kind of. Oh well, like, it reminds me more. of like it reminds me of like Molly. Okay. Like when you're on Molly, where it's like you just want to be touched all the time, everywhere. And you're very sensory, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, no, the neck is a very vast one, but yeah, erogenous zones in general, like the way you interact with them too, I think that's important to note. Like the way you interact with them is different depending on your where you are in like the sex process. Yes. And where you are that day in general. Because sometimes you might like like lightness and other days you might like heavier. Yeah. And yeah, and like how aroused are you that day? Right. Where's your mind space at? What's another uncommon area? The next one, and this is the last one of these ones that are uncommon but are still common, um, is the ears and, like, lobes, um, because the ear bone is connected to neck bone. (laughs) And the neck Um, bone's connected to the... No, no. No, and this this actually, the ears come in fourth in the list, right after breasts, lips, and neck. Um, And it's the same in all genders, which is interesting. Oh, interesting. And then females rank this... um, is one of their non-genital erogenous zones. Like, females, like, associated with it more, but, it, like, the um, arousal effect is the same on both genders. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and I think that that's also the same because it could be, like, the earlobe or, like, the inside of the ear. I think it goes, like, both different ways. And, like, I also find this one to be very much so, like, at what pace are you at? Because I think it can be very arousing, and I think that it can, like, lead to extra stimulation, mm-hmm. but at the right time. And in moderation. Mm-hmm. Like, don't stick your tongue in my ear. No. But, like, the right amounts of, like, messing around with that area at the right time is, can be Because, like, for me, it can't be that too... That sounds so specific. No, I know. But that's what we're talking about is, like, <laughs> that's the beauty of erogenous zones is there are a lot to choose from, but yeah. it's also important to explore them by yourself. And see how specifically you like them. Right. Because you... Because then, like, I mean, think about it on the other end. If you're having sex with someone for the first time, there's all this pressure of, like, you don't know what feels good for them, right? Yeah. So you're kind of playing this guessing game. If someone goes, I love it when you take, like, you take their hand and you're like, I love it when you touch my ear like this. Yeah. That saves you so much trouble of them being like, no, 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 no. You know? And then, like, no, I don't like this one. Yeah. No, I don't like this one. So it's it's such a benefit to not just you, but, like, your future partners to know your erogenous zones and know how you like them being played with. Mm-hmm. And then that's like the takeaway that they give here too is that it's like um, arousal is very individual. There is a bit of consensus in the places where it's most likely to happen, but every person does need to have their own kind of like map or roadmap, and you need to know the other person's roadmap. That makes sense. Um, and then there's like no rush in it because these erogenous zones, what they're good for is for foreplay which ultimately makes sex better because you're getting more excited and more aroused without actually having the sex. So it's like something that you're supposed to take your time with, get to know your own body, get to know your partner's body, exhaust all the options um, to be able to know which ones are working for you and which ones are not. And again, they're like a little like, they're like an appetizer yeah, to figure and out how to dare. get yourself enhanced, right? And to get yourself excited and like things to get yourself 
more in the moment. And as with everything, we say this all the time, but what's the best way to find this out about your partner? Communicate, experiment, and then communicate some more, Mm. and then repeat. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a few other... (laughs) I'm just going to... Oh, you're going to breeze right past that? going to breeze right past that. Okay, great. There's also a few other non... Or uncommon, I guess, areas that... Surprise. Surprise you, yeah. And it has some neuroscience behind it, which is kind of interesting. Or not neuroscience, but like biology behind it. Um, So one of them is the scalp, which is another one. Like the scalp is full of nerve endings. And they always say like, if you think about it, you know, massage is a very sexual term, right? Yes. People always think, oh, massage can lead to sex. Well, scalp is a big part of that. But people won't say, oh, I love it when you touch my scalp. It makes me turned on. But if you give somebody a scalp massage, that's going to most likely nice. make them very relaxed, very turned on, like has a lot of nerve endings there. So that's one. Um, another one is the navel and the lower stomach mm. because it's close to the genital area. It kind of provides there. that, like we were saying, like that foreplay, that tease. And mm. it does have a lot of nerve endings there, not as much as the genital area, but the the anticipation also psychologically the anticipation that comes with it has gives that pre-firing of dopamine and serotonin. Like, it actually fires those hormones mm-hmm. in anticipation of being close to that area. So that's why, like, for example, um, like, with oral sex, that's a really big thing. It's like, right before you reach that area, you might kiss down the chest or you might kiss down that, like, the navel region. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that, like, little navel region to get down there before you're there. Because it's the mm-hmm. anticipation of, oh, that's right by there. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of tricks your brain into, like, getting aroused. And then another one, this is my last one, is the... Oh, it's actually not my last one. I have a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at my list here. Way to know what you have. I know. Uh, so one of them is the sacrum, so the small of the back. That one's interesting because um, the nerves in that portion of your back are connected to the pelvis. And there's also some scientists say that there's a vulnerability factor at play here. So when you're touched there, that's a very vulnerable part of your body because you can't see it. It's hard Mm -hmm. to reach. It's not something that's like in your stomach or like your chest, like you have easy access to. It's weird to reach there, right? If you try to touch the lower your back, it takes a lot of effort. And you certainly can't see something like coming at it. So that vulnerability factor kind of adds an excitement to it. So if you're being touched in a consensual like sexual way you know that part of your back will be arousing because it's kind of like exciting um and then another one that i thought was very interesting is that inner arms and armpits were on this list well that kind of makes sense to you like lightly touching somebody's arm right because it is there is nerve endings there Um, i mean i guess i just because it is a sensitive spot because there is it's not something that gets touched often here's one that i don't agree with though behind the knee Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Because I'm so fucking ticklish. I was going to say, you're going to get ticklish? Yeah, that's not for me. I feel like a lot of these places have potential to be ticklish if you are ticklish. Like, some of those sensations, like if somebody's lightly... And I mean, it's on the list, so obviously enough people think it's erogenous. Mm -hmm. I'm just not one of those people. Um, Inner inner wrist and palm of your hand is a big one, like fingertips, Mm -hmm. which again, makes sense. Playing with hands, yeah. like another weird thing couples do, yeah. right? Like, holding like you were saying, kissing hands, is yeah. weird. Holding playing with the fingers and the hands, yeah. that's weird. But it's because it also, I guess, feels good. Right. It has a lot of nerve endings, um, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, like putting fingers in your mouth, like that's a very common thing. Oh, yeah. 
and that's again that's combining like multiple things but that's still including yes it's including your fingers um yeah those are kind of the more like unknown don't ones. forget about the feet the hands and oh the feet, feet yeah feet one. with the hands yeah hands and feet go together because a lot of people do get aroused by touching their feet just another like thing, you said the head another thing that i found interesting was this kind of goes along with like the ear region but i read this about um ears being erogenous is that that's why people brush back the hair so, like, if you have oh, hair... Oh, that's interesting. You know how you, like, brush it behind your ear? It's mm-hmm. actually the ear that's the erogenous zone, but it's the hair that's, like, the sensation of it brushing behind your ear and, like, the mm-hmm. kind of tickle that it gives it that's considered really sexy. That's interesting. And then maybe that's why when people are about to get aroused, right. you know, they do that thing where they brush their hair back behind your right, ear. Right, right. Because you're, like, excited, you're touching but your you don't head know it. your face, right. And then, like, yes, I think that the head is also a big one when you don't even think about it. But it's, like, think about how nice it is. Like most, not everybody, because again, it's not everybody's erogenous zones, but think about when you like go get your hair done and they wash your head and they massage it. Usually it feels so good and you feel so relaxed. I like I'm one of those people. That. Like I love my head played with. I always have. Like my partners know that. Like it's like I love just laying down. I'm like, you could pet me and like touch my head all the time because it feels so nice. It does. It just feels like relaxing. It's not, I don't even know if it's necessarily arousing. I guess it is because your body's getting more in a relaxed state, but it's also just feels so good. Well, yeah, and I think the the release of those hormones in your brain happens when you're relaxed and when you're aroused. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be aroused every time it happens. Just just be relaxing. Like a booty massage feels good after a stressful day. That doesn't mean I want to have sex afterward. Right. You know, but it just ups the chances that you might. But it just feels relaxing because your muscles are untensing in that area where you normally wouldn't untense it. Right. And I mean, also people say a lot of times that it's like. We also get easily aroused by things like looking, like through our eyes. Um, obviously, we some people are very visually aroused, so True. it's like that's an erogenous zone technically too. Some, some people, people are, are very visual, yes, or like yes, visually you like to hear, but it's like that's a way to too. Like if you're seeing something that's arousing to you or visually appealing, you're gonna be more responsive to it, and your eyes are the ones that are doing the work for that. Just like some people are very aroused by their brain. So, like, knowing, like, being very aware of, like, your cerebral and Mm -hmm. knowing what's happening or, like, knowing who's touching you, knowing what's going on, Mm -hmm. being very in the moment and connected with it, or being aroused just mentally, like, you could just be talking about it, right? And if your brain floods in that, that can also be an arousal zone because some people are very, let's say, auditory or, like, let's say, like, picture-like, like, people who like erogenous stories, and then you're getting yourself in the mood through that. Like, if I hear something sexy being told to me, I'm going to be very into it. Right. That's, like, your brain doing the work for you, because you're fantasizing and imagining the story. Like, well, that's the whole thing. the visual, right? And then the story would be the brain one, of just imagining it and fantasizing it. That's also the whole thing behind the um, auditory, like, sex porn there's like a yeah, sex like porn. Audible, <laughs> there's like a type audible. of yeah, audible porn. Yeah, there's a type of porn where it's like literally yeah, just stories. speaking. Yeah, like just like reading it, right? Like that's your brain doing it, like those heroin love stories, right? Um, because you're reading it and visualizing, or yes, or somebody's reading it to you, mm-hmm. and you're aroused by the scenario that you're hearing and creating in your head. So nothing's actually happening, but you're aroused by it already, right? Yeah, and it's, like, similar to, I mean, and also I think about this, like, with erogenous zones, I feel like people always think, oh, what are they? You have to know specifically what they are. But here's the thing is, like, if you, we've talked about all these zones specifically tonight where we've broken down, like, the specific area on your body, but 
if you think about the last time you either had sex with a partner or even with yourself, like if you broke down step by step what you went through, Mm -hmm. like for example, if you're with a partner, oh, I touched the upper part of their arm Mm -hmm. and then I put my body against their body and then I touched their ear put their hair behind their ear. Like if you broke it down that much and then I kissed them, if you broke it down that much, you could probably like isolate 10 at least erogenous zones. Right. And same with like yourself. Same with like yourself. Like if you masturbate and you're like, um, I usually start there. Like I start with music. Yeah. Like what do you do? Mm -hmm. Right. Like you start with music and maybe you light a candle or maybe you watch porn or a certain kind of porn. Like maybe you look at some kind of images. Maybe you imagine something. Right. You know, like all those different things, if you break it down, then you really can realize like, oh, that really is an erogenous zone for me. And then you can communicate that to your partner. Yes. Um, and it's it's a really like empowering, I think, thing to go through just as a human being with your own body, like being comfortable with your own body. Right. And then knowing it's like, how do you touch yourself? Where do you touch yourself? Where does somebody else touch you? <laughs> and what are you going to enjoy the most? Like what sensations are going to be the most to you? Do you like, like, let's say... Seven, seven, seven. Right. And then, like, also along with that, it would be, like, what level of touch? Like, how we just talked about, like, harder, softer. Like, that's mm-hmm. all part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Just, like, it's, like, do you like some a cold sensation? Do you like a hot sensation? Everybody is different. Mm-hmm. But all these zones can be touched in totally different ways. And, yes, you can make up your own own map, right? Like, how right. in that original scenario, friends are being, like, putting in the numbers and being, like, one, two... Five seven, right? Like, what is your roadmap, and which ways lead you to the most? But also, like, I will, I will combat that episode in that she <laughs> is teaching gave, him. Well, not only that, but like she gave seven, like one through seven, and say, yeah. say one is nipple and seven is clit, for example. Mm-hmm. And then for her thing, oh, seven was the one that was her top. But she was giving him advice about a different girl, right? Like, you don't know, that. you have no idea. Yeah. So, like, like, the thing for me is yes. like, I think that. Everybody our has point, their own roadmap. Right. Our point of this episode is like, find your seven. Mm-hmm. You know, find that thing for you that makes you go ba-blam. Yeah. Like what <laughs> makes all your centers go off? Like what makes, that, what makes that light up, right? Because yeah. it's like your body is lighting up when you're doing it. So, yeah, the truth. Like you can't paint somebody else's roadmap. Yeah. You need to know your own. Exactly. Which find. is a good point that it's like how, and then how do you say that to other people is by knowing your roadmap, right? You have to experiment with all these areas. Like if you've never been kissed in the year, right? Or you've never been touched by the navel, or you've never even thought about it. You might not know that you really like that mm-hmm. because you might've never even thought about it. So it's like exploring your whole body and being like, like how you just said, like the back of the knee weird for you, but somebody else might be like, this feels so good. Yeah. Like it makes me mad if someone touches the back of my knee because it's like a tickler spot. Mm-hmm. So it actually turn me off. Like, it would turn me off. Right? That'd just be, like, exactly, like, and again, if somebody doesn't like their ear touched, right? Or, like, their neck. Like, what if that's, like, not that type of sensitive spot for them? But then if you've never had it touched, you would never really know. Yeah. It's like you have to experiment to know. Find your seven. But another important thing to note also is that um, knowing your erogenous zones, exploring them, and then, as a result, knowing your personal ones is really important for anybody with a physical disability mm-hmm. and then also anyone who has undergone like undergone any kind of trauma especially sexual trauma um like ptsd or anything like that um your erogenous zones can be a very good indicator for where your body's at so if you went through some type of trauma and there's an area of your body that just really makes you feel uncomfortable it's important to know that and then if you're with a partner like after that trauma letting them know that 
up front would be a much better experience for the both of you yeah. than them finding out, like, you know, on the back end. Later on, right? Like, it's like being like, don't touch me there. Do you touch me Right, there. It's right. It's that communication. Again, that's why it's like the communicate and the repeat, which you're like, I'm going to ignore. Right. So, that. like, there's a... It's there's, important. It's like, right. And, like, it's, it's important to, like, know your body and, like, yeah. all those things that we say, of course. But I think especially for anyone that's undergone any kind of trauma or anyone that has any physical disability or anything like that, really it's upfront. really important to know it. Because, yeah, like you said, like, these things can shift, these things can change, but... If you are, if you like want to have sex with a new partner, it's just going to make it that much easier Mm -hmm. if you already know it yourself and then you communicate to them like, hey, this is a thing for me. I really like this. I don't really like this. Mm -hmm. Heads up. And saying it very clearly, this is erogenous zones, I think is one of those places where it's very much that term of being honesty is the best policy because of what we just said earlier a lot of the times people have a script or an imagination that it's like oh this works for everybody or people really like this because like how we just said there's those main ones and everybody knows about them or usually knows about them and that's the go-to's but it might not be yours so it's like somebody else might be following a script and they're like oh this person's gonna like it right be very honest and upfront honesty the best policy about if that's not your thing because it's like everyone, most of the time when you're having sex with somebody new, right? You're going to try the things that you know work best for you in the past. That doesn't mean it's going to work with the person that you're with at that time. Right. And you're going to go to your go-tos or the ones that you're most known of, right? So it's going to be what you've seen on TV, what you've seen in popular media, what you just know. But think about all the things that we just mentioned right now. Somebody might really like their feet touch to get mm. themselves aroused versus being like oh i'm gonna go for your earlobes because that's like that's my schema that's my pattern right it's like i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna go to the clit and whatever and it's like almost like robotic but rather than doing that it's like everybody being able to be honest and communicating and being like oh i don't really like that or i do really like this would make the experience so much more delightful for also, everybody involved also like on the flippity flip besides it being flippity <laughs> the flip. flippity flip besides it being responsible obviously it's hot I find, personally, I find it so hot if I'm with someone and it's like a new experience and they're like, hey, do this. I love that. That to me is (laughs) so arousing. Yeah, because I'm just like, one, it's arousing because then I know if I do that, it gets them aroused. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's like. It's not a secret. Right. That's already hot. Like if you know you're making, if you know you're guaranteeing making your partner turned on, that turns you on. Right. Mm -hmm. So like. Yeah, I think it's so hot if someone says that to me because I'm like, oh, well, then I know this is great. Because then you don't have to guess. And you're having a great again, time. People are guessing. In right. Their and then the anxiety no that, that comes with that guessing game can inhibit, actually, like yeah. actually literally have a negative impact of what you're doing in the moment. So, yeah, like it's super hot to let your partner know what's up, honestly. Yes. yes. And that's why it's like, again, honesty is the best policy because I feel like sometimes it can be awkward or like, you know, whatever, like somebody's really into doing something. But if you don't like it, talk about it later yeah and, and say like, it earlier change on. it to that yes the earlier the better right because then you can have better sex moving forward even if it would be uncomfortable in those few moments because again it can be uncomfortable when somebody's doing something in their interested and you're like well i don't really like that but being upfront about it makes the experience better for both people because imagine Cause if you were having you know, that same sex yeah. for like six months or a year and then that's what you have and then the person thinks you like it right and then, and then you say you goes. don't like it and they're like wait so you went a year without, without saying, anything? saying anything like yeah so yeah think about that Think Fine. about if you're with that person a year later and Think you've never it. told them. And then you're 10 years online you're like, why do I still do this? <laughs> so don't be that person. Just say it the first month in. Don't Have compromise. that honest conversation. And then you guys will be having fantastic sex there on out. It's true. 
Find your seven and wear it proud. And tell them how to get to that seven because you always want to be seen as screaming seven in bed. You do. <laughs> if you don't scream seven, what are you doing? Yep. So that's our sex <laughs> queen's tip of the evening. Yes. Find your seven, yell your seven, be proud of your seven. And wear it and proud. And get there. Yes. <laughs> and get there. And get to seven. Get always. Um, let us know what your seven is. We're curious about erogenous zones. This was a really fun topic for both of us to to explore. And um, I'm excited to hear about your thoughts on this episode and erogenous zones in general and you know what your erogenous zone is, how you found out it was your erogenous zone, how it's changed over the years, all those things. Um, also, I would like to point out that this month we are doing a holiday giveaway. So uh, there's two there's two ways you can win a prize in this giveaway. So one of them is you can either uh, review a podcast instead of a, send us a screenshot, or you can subscribe to the podcast, also send us a screenshot, and share it to your social media, and also send us a screenshot of that. So essentially, you can either review, subscribe, or share to your social media. Social media meaning Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, and then as long as you send us a screenshot proving that you did one of those three things, you can send us that screenshot in DM with Instagram or Twitter, or you can always email us. Um, and then once you get that submission, we will be giving away a pin with a phrase that we've used in the show. We have a, a few different phrases that we're going to use with those pins um, that you'll be getting in the mail. And then also, if you do all three of them, then we will be giving away a pin as well as a accommodating mask to go along with the pin with the Sex Queens logo on it. So very excited to announce this because this is the first giveaway that we've ever done on the show. Um, but we wanted to find a way to wrap up 2020 and say thank you to all of our wonderful listeners and those of you guys that have supported us um, throughout this journey, you know, in the past year and how much we really appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Uh, especially in this crazy year. I feel like we launched a podcast right before the shit hit the fan in 2020. So, so balloons for, and confetti. Right. And so like for the thousands of listeners that have tuned in, I mean, we couldn't be more grateful. Thank you yes. so much for your support. And we obviously wouldn't still be doing this without you guys. So Thank love you. y'all. So yeah, please, uh, you know, rate and review the show. And if you do so in the month of December, send us a screenshot proving that you did. And then you get a little fun thing in the mail. Um, So to wrap up, as always, we don't know why you came, but we're glad you did. See you next time.